Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Need to Nerd podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, just like every week, and I am joined by my co-host, a man who is obsessed with the Johto region, Wes Singleton. All I want is a Steelix and a Scissor, baby. <laughs> scissor is actually one of my favorite Pokemon. So It's also one of the most powerful Pokemon ever made. Yeah, he's, he's just... He's just a sweetheart, if we're being honest. Yeah, because base one thirty attack bullet punches with technician. Sweetheart. I I don't I don't have any interest in knowing in knowing the competitive scene list. <laughs> it, I think that it would ruin Pokemon for me. I've thought long about this. We'll actually get into this during the episode because this week we are talking about our Neat Nerd Pokemon edition. Um, this is kind of a series that we do to kind of break out into the into parts of our nerd dumb. You know, we've done our need to nerd books. We've done our need to nerd video games. And, you know, as, as we go forward, we want to expand into things that really impacted us as nerds. So this time we're doing Pokemon. We actually have a guest already lined up. Um, the episode date is set for uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. So uh, this week, though, as you know, we didn't need a guest for this one, Wes. You and I can cover our need to nerd on Pokemon. Before we do that, though, Wes... Uh, some housekeeping. Don't forget to check out the Discord. We already had our MTG event. We're ta- there are talks of future popper events. There are talks of Smash events. I'm going to be dropping as soon as the bracket is live for March Madness in in basketball in our Fantasy Sports channel. I will be dropping a contest link, and people can join that if they're into that. So there's all kinds of ways to turn it out in the Discord, and I'm excited to uh, kind of continue that. Also, if you want to support the show directly, head on over to patreon.com slash easygamemedia. Uh, it is the best way to support the show financially outside of, you know, the, the best ways to short, you know, support it as far as sharing it with your friends, liking us on the YouTubes, uh, you know, leaving us a podcast review. Those are obviously amazing ways to do, do that as well. But if you're looking to give some financial support right now, the best way to do that is over on the Patreon. West, with all that being said. I looked long and hard today for Pokemon facts. And the one that I found the most interesting is one that I did not know. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners knew this, but there is a specific reason that Meowth has his number in the Pokedex. Did you know that? Meowth's number in the Pokedex is 27? No, that's Sandshrew. He's 52. 52. Because Pikachu's is 25. Oh. And they're supposed to be opposites. Cat and, and mouse. Cat and mouse, opposites in the Pokedex, and also opposites in the anime. I did not know that. That's surprising to me. Yeah. And that was that was one that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, it's also funny because I already gave a Pokemon nerd fact of the day like a couple weeks ago when I talked about the releases of Pokemon games that would have been mine for this one, that they've actually never had two years without a Pokemon release for, uh, a, you know, a mainline title. But let's get into this, West, because uh, it's it's funny to me your love for Pokemon is so strong. And the reason that it's funny to me is because you didn't have cable as a kid. You didn't have access to a Game Boy Color as a kid you, until you were a little bit older. Like, And yet Pokemon is like a love of yours. Like a, a love. And it, it started well before I got access to, to cable or conventional po- ways of playing it. Absolutely. So, I remember... Everything I could possibly get Pokemon related to the library, I mean, I picked that up as a kid. I, you know, milked every bit of time with a friend that I could be playing Pokemon. I milked as a kid. I worked. I hustled to to do Pokemon stuff as a kid for sure. So in our in our Need to Nerd series, I like to kind of go over how how these impacted us and like what our first memories of it are. And it's actually really hard for me to know what my first Pokemon memory was. And because for me, like, I got a Game Boy Color in Pokemon the year that it was the big thing to get it. I watched the Pokemon anime when it was, you know, <laughs> first airing. I 
uh, I, I had Pokemon cards before the TCG player version of the game existed, and they were literally just cards with pictures of Pokemon that they sold in, you know, packs. Like, so for me, you know, my, my fondest earliest memories are, there are two different, two different ones. One is the summer after Pokemon came out. Um, you know, my, my best friend and I at the time found out about the Mysterio cheat in poke he i also was alone of the lucky gets my best friend got red and i got blue like just by coincidence and so uh you know he we spent a summer uh got infinite rare candies got all of the pokemon to level 100 cloned them all because you could pull out your your fat side of the cable from your game boy color to clone your pokemon there's new ways to clone pokemon by the way but that's the og way yeah, I to... remember how to do it in gold and silver, clear as daylight. Yeah, but so we cloned, we cloned uh, all of our Pokemon. Uh, you know, got infinite Master Balls, got infinite rare candies, completed the Pokedex, um, and just showed up to school the first day that next year, and just thrashed people. Smackdown. Just thrashed people. They're like, you guys want to have a Pokemon battle at recess? And we're like, yeah, we do. And just like. It was like, like our teams were like level hundred Gengar, level hundred Zapdos, level hundred Articuno, level hundred uh, Moltres, you know, level hundred Mewtwo, uh, and then whatever our starter was because we were kids. It was just, it was so funny. And then my second, my second earliest memory, it's not really my earliest memory, but it's like a pretty big uh, core memory for me. If you guys have watched uh, uh, Inside Out, is there was a time where I was supposed to mow the lawn and you know, the internet was still young when Pokemon was a thing. Like uh, you, you heard Mr. Tales of Peekaboo and things like that as a kid and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I did not, we didn't know that the Kanto league had ended and Ash was leaving and you know, as a kid, I was like, well, there can't be anything after this. The show is ending. And so, uh, you know, I thought that it was going to be one of the last episodes of Pokemon ever. And my mom was trying to make me mow the lawn and not watch it. And, like, we didn't have a DVR or anything back then. And so if I missed, you missed this. It, you missed it forever. I just I just didn't have, would never have another chance to watch it. And I remember just being so upset that my mom was trying to not let me watch this episode that my older brother like had to talk her into it he's like just let him watch like he'll do it after just like this is clearly important to your kid and it was like probably one of the first times that any of my siblings stood up for me and like things that were important to me i might cry i didn't think i was gonna cry during this episode but i don't know it, it was the episode where uh pidgeotto evolves and i don't know as somebody that like watched the whole anime it like was even more impactful right like my brother stood up for me this day. This Pokemon that Ash had had with him from, you know, the the second one of episode. His strongest yeah, one of his too. strongest Pokemon finally evolves into Pidgeot, takes down this Sparrow that had evolved from, uh, this Pharaoh that had evolved from the Sparrow that Pikachu took on. The, it, like it was just this culmination of Pokemon for me in a lot of ways. Uh, and it, it was a huge. It is a huge core memory for me. Like I remember that day extremely vividly and i think i'll probably always remember that episode uh it's it's that one and the the um pokemon archaeology episodes that like really stuck out of my head but those are like my biggest and first um pokemon memories the pokemon archaeology episodes totally stick out of my head too yeah that was a good one i mean there's a reason why right charmeleon evolving into charizard is just like it's so cool it is. It is so cool. And then Togepi shows up, well, as an egg for the first time, and yeah, it's, it's an awesome set of episodes. It is. Talk to me about you, though. What is? I, I kind of talked about my core memories, my first memories. What are yours? So, I mean, similar to you, it's really hard to trace like where like my first ever interaction with Pokemon was, like the first thing I ever saw Pokemon related. But I can really tell you something that just monopolized my time as my kid as a kid and like i 
really poured over before I had any access to playing the games for myself, before I had any Pokemon cards. And that was, there was this novelization of a playthrough of Pokemon Red called Pokemon Pathways to Adventure. And it was like literally just like a blow by blow of someone playing through the game, skipping over like bat, like it, it started to skip towards the ends because it was, you know, getting long for a kid's book or whatever. But like when I finally got my hands on Pokemon red, blue and yellow, I knew everything I was going to do and where to go and what to do because I had already done it. I'd already read it so many times. But man, that game was just like, I don't know. It sparked like that. That book just sparked something within me. And like, first off, that means I was like a six year old. And when I was reading this chapter book that's over so, and over again. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah. That's so cool. And that's actually always been one of the funny things is that Pokemon has brought me to reading many times in my life. I am I am convinced it'll be the reason my kid learns to read. He I already he already is like Daddy, I want to play this Pokemon game, but like he needs me to read it to him, and he he wants to play the TCG game, and I, he needs me to read it to him. And I'm like, dude, if you want to do this, you're gonna to have to learn to read. And so he asks his mom to help him learn to read. I am fully convinced that Pokemon will be the reason my kid learns to read. Yeah, and Magic is gonna be the reason he learns to read well. <laughs> I, yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. He's not as interested in magic as he is in Pokemon, so it might be a while. I, I It might be a while, but I, I have seen lots of kids go from, like, grade-level reading ability for where they're at to, like, just, like, being able to parse complex sentences extremely well because of that desire. Yeah. But oh. totally, these games, like, it's that desire, right? It's that need to understand that brings us to that, like, place where we're we're going above where we would normally be. I want to talk about Pokemon starters for a minute, because for a lot of people, like Pokemon starters are like they're they are their not just their introduction into Pokemon, but like you know their their the core of what Pokemon is for a lot of people. And so I just want to quickly I I'm gonna I'm gonna do this rapid fire, Wes. I'm gonna give you who I picked the first playthrough, and then I'm gonna pick give you my favorites through each gen. I'm gonna do for this every one. gen. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I... do it. I'm gonna do it really quick. You can you can pull this up while I'm doing it. Um, I don't believe I have that immediately off the top of my head, but I would happily look at it. Yeah. So the first time that I played Pokemon, I got Pokemon Blue. I I picked Squirtle because, you know, the second one I picked uh, Totodile the first time that I played through. The third one I picked Mudkip the first time that I played through. The fourth gen I picked Piplup the first time that I played through. Uh, the, I did not play the next generation. Uh, then I played Froakie, my first playthrough. Uh, there's a theme here on my first playthroughs. Apparently I'm a huge water Pokemon fan on my first playthroughs. Then we get to Alola, uh, because I, like I said, uh, or we already, no, we already skipped, we already skipped, uh, Black White. Uh, I picked one of my actual favorite final evolutions, uh, is, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up his name. Decidueye? Decidueye, yeah. Decidueye. I just think he's, like, one of the coolest Pokemon ever. So I picked Rowlet, and then I picked Grookey. Uh, so, but these are actually not my favorites of starters, and I want to I wanna distinguish that. Uh, my favorite starters for each gen are Charmander. Yes, I'm a basic biatch. Uh, actually, for the next one... I have different favorites for each evolution. Uh, my favorite base level is Chikorita. I think it is one of the cutest Pokemon that has ever been created. My favorite starter in that is actually Quillava. Um, and then I I think Meganium's probably my favorite, but I, it could be Fralligator, just because I you know that was the the Pokemon that I picked. Uh, my favorite starter. In Hoenn is actually Trico, but my favorite final evolution is actually Blaziken. Uh, I just like the whole Pippa line in the next one, the whole Rowlet line, didn't play black and white. Uh, Greninja is actually my second favorite Pokemon, so that's a pretty easy line. Uh, I already said that Disujuai is up there for me. Uh, 
and then uh, I cannot decide between Score Bunny and Grookey, but I think I think that uh, uh, Rillaboom is my favorite of the final evolutions, and I also think that Grookey is super cute, so Grookey on that one too. Fair enough. So, yeah, for me, I, I haven't, I, I can't say for sure, but because some of these things are really long time ago, but I am 99% that first time I ever played Pokemon Red or Blue, it was Charmander uh, because Charizard is dope, and I would have known that right off the bat. I was definitely on Totodile my first playthrough. I was definitely on Trico my first playthrough of Ruby Sapphire. Uh, definitely chose uh, Turtwig when I got Pokemon Diamond. Definitely chose Snivy when I got Black and White. Um, Chespin when I got uh, X and Y. Rowlet when I played Sun and Moon. Grookey when I played Sword and Shield. To bring it back to my absolute all-time favorite number one Pokemon, you guessed it, five, six in a row grass type. I'm a Bulbasaur guy these days. That so wait, did you, no are your favorite starters for all of them the grass starters now? There are, I think, two exceptions. What are they? They are Mudkip and Chimchar. Interesting. Interesting. Love the whole Mudkip line. I, I, th- I also just think that, that that line, I mean, that one, the, the Gen 1 and the Gen 3 starters... And their lines are just... The, they're all class ads. They're all just great. Yeah, that's, I, I full-on agree. Yeah. Um, Gen 5 is the hardest one for me to truly tell what I love the most, but that's because I don't... like it, it, It's got the problem of not particularly loving anything. Is that black and white? Yeah. Gen yeah. 6, I think Chespin's my favorite of the base levels, but you lose me the moment we get to Quilladin. Because Quilladin... And also... Just, what is going on? And also Greninja's just... The one of the coolest Pokemon of all time, and that's sure. and that's not even getting to Ash Greninja if we're getting yeah. Um, Rowlet, I love with all my heart. That oh my gosh, that whole that whole evolutionary evolutionary line is sweet. That is, um, it, it definitely uh, is mostly on Rowlet for me. Like if I could just never evolve a Rowlet, I'd be so happy. Like that guy's adorable the <laughs> whole has, time. They ha- he has a I think he has a bow tie in all three evolutions, doesn't he? Uh, I need to look at it. Oh, you know I what? Think so. I think the third one is not technically a bow tie. It's like a clasp for his little leaf head thing. Oh, sure. Um, but, and easily the most maligned starter of all time, if you ask me, the one who gets the worst rap without ever actually deserving it is poor baby Chikorita. You know what? I love me. A Chikorita. I, I get that Chikorita's line is not great competitively, but Chikorita is the cutest starter. Like, I think bar none. Like, I don't even think it's particularly close. And that's, like, with Piplup being in existence. And you know what's funny, Spencer? What? If we were doing a battle of only level 7 starters, Chikorita wins hands down. Does does Bulbasaur not learn Leech Seed by then? No, Bulbasaur does not learn anything by level 7. Chikorita knows Razor Leaf by level 7. Oh, there you easily go. easily the most powerful move any of them have at that level by quite a considerable margin plus a high critical hit ratio so like if you were to replicate the data chikorita would be taking down i mean most of the like it's not until later gens where the fire type pokemon even have their first fire type attack into uh, before level seven but chikorita is like a slam dunk at level seven it's so powerful that's awesome let's talk let's talk anime really quick um Uh, yeah so I already talked about some of my my fondest anime memories. My my uh, my I never know how to bring up my cousin Caleb in these in situations for what it's worth. But one of my best friends who took his life, and if you wanted to go donate to a suicide prevention thing in his name, that would be greatly appreciated by me. Um, yeah, the one of we was talking to to my uncle about him, um, and about Pokemon actually. And when he went and saw the Pokemon the first movie, he leaves the movie and he says to his mom and he goes. Do you guys think there will ever be a movie better than that movie? <laughs> and like, what what more do you want from a kid that just saw the culmination of his childhood? And you know, I it's funny because I remember seeing Pokemon the first movie in theaters. I remember seeing Pokemon two thousand in theaters, and I remember you know the first all the way through Orange Islands. I think I watched literally all of that. Um, 
I watched a lot of gold and silver. I watched a lot of, uh, go ahead. I was just really confused by that Casey guy in Pokemon, the movie 2000 for me at that time in my life. Cause I'd never seen a Pokemon or Islands episode. Wait, really? <laughs> never. Not when I first watched Pokemon, the movie 2000, never had I once seen it. Orange Islands is episode. like, is like a secret gem of the Pokemon anime. Oh, I I've since then come to learn that, but I had yeah. no idea at the time. Yeah. What is the GS ball? We have no idea. What does it do? We don't know, but it's a great anime. So, it's the bridge. It's the bridge. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, the anime holds a special place in my heart because I think it was. I think that it paved the way for me to actually get into anime. So like, in order for me to lo- like Yu Yu Hakusho is one of my favorite. TV- I'm. I just watched like twelve episodes the other day. But I don't know that I would have gotten into Zoids, Gundams, Gundams, uh, <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Roroni Kenshin. If it, if, if, I don't even know that like Avatar, I would love the same way if it weren't for the Pokemon anime. Just preparing me for that. And I also think that it, this Japanese children's anime having this spot on American Saturday morning cartoons was pretty impactful. Like, you know, I'd watch Batman Beyond and then watch Pokemon, and the, they're they're just so different. I don't get me wrong, I love Batman Beyond. I love when the naturalization of the Pokemon anime just made no sense in America. Oh, what are we eating, Jenny? Jelly donuts. Hands him a rice. Oh, bowl. it's so funny. It's so funny that uh, <laughs> uh, there there was so much that. I think that the Pokemon anime brought to America as far as just familiarizing yourself with the base concept of an anime. Um, and it had those moments too, right? That like it has that core importance of anime, which is about like unrelenting passion, right? Just like when you're willing to give it your all for something and care so much, right? That's the thing that really brings anime together. And ridiculousness, right? Like, oh yeah, p- pouring water on an onyx so that your that your Pikachu can, you know, <laughs> use thunder shock on it. Like, you know, it's just somebody starts the sprinklers. That's classic anime. Um, also, yeah, Brock before he joins the party is so scary. He's so cool. Yeah, it's the the whole the whole. I watched probably the first. And also, I, I guess I could sh- I, I guess this is the time for me to say this now. It's also changed my my relationship with my son because, like, even yesterday, yesterday I was like Maxwell, like my my wife's been having a hard time lately. It's actually why we've missed so many episodes recently. Um, you know, she's she's lost fifty pounds during this pregnancy, and, you know, I she needed a break, and I was like Maxwell, do you want to go downstairs and watch a Pokemon episode? And he just snapped off, yes. The other day, he came downstairs. We had, like, a slumber party where I just let him stay up late. And we watched Pokemon the Mystery of Mew, Lucario the Mystery of Mew. And, uh, you know, it, he has he wants to watch Pokemon the first movie all the time. It is, it is just this thing that now I get to share with my son that, you know, I'm nostalgic about and I can enjoy. Um, last, yesterday we watched uh, the, the, the Haunted... Uh, house episode of X and X and Y, and you know I've I've wanted to watch X and Y ever you know for years, and now I get to watch it with my kid, and I have not watched it before, and so it's it's kind of something that now I get to share with my kid too, and kind of introduce him to this thing that I loved so much. So, what about you? How what does the anime mean to you? What is the anime? What are your core anime memories? I, I'm going to be honest, I stopped watching it religiously after Orange Islands, but I did watch Gold Silver quite a bit, um, and I watched the beginning of Hoenn quite a bit. Yeah, so for me, I never got to watch the anime serialized as a child. I only ever got to watch the anime if I happened to be having a sleepover at a friend's house who wanted to watch Pokemon on a Saturday morning, or if I could find the VHS or DVD of it, mostly the VHS of it, because I didn't have a DVD player even for a very long time Dude, at the public library. Sleepovers and then waking up to watch Pokemon was core childhood. 
Yeah. Oh, like, sure. Uh, and then you got to watch like Static Shock or you know whatever the the next slot was. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, and actually, a lot of what filled in my knowledge of what happened between episodes I had seen was reading books based on the anime. Like children's early reader books based on the anime was filled in a lot of my gaps for what I'd actually seen. But the the memory I think of when I think of how much it's twofold. When I think of how much Pokemon the anime means to me as a child, I think of when I first watched the Charizard Valley episode in the Gold and Silver series, when Ash lets Charizard go to join this valley of Charizards so in had order you... to become stronger. Yeah. Because all of these other Charizards beat him up, no problem. After, of course, I knew the whole deal with Charizard before that. Ash is strongest Pokemon, but rarely listened to him, but was very intense on being the strongest. I, I was familiar with all of that, but man, that was the first time I really felt like I was losing a loved one in anything I ever watched. So had you not watched Bye Bye Butterfree or... Um, no. Oh man, dude, I remember crying during Bye Bye Butterfree. And I, I know a lot of people have that memory and people like to make fun of people crying during Bye Bye But like, I was a small child and it was the first Pokemon this kid ever caught. Uh, and, and obviously I just mentioned the Pidgeot episode. Like that was... Ugh, just ripping at my heartstrings oh yeah i mean that that caring is so intense i mean also like ash cries a lot in those episodes too which like that is something that you don't see like in american television marketed at that age is like boys being that vulnerable and crying doesn't come up in either yeah i i we i recently watched um i choose you with my son it was probably like two weeks ago <laughs> and uh i think my really like really got my kid like that moment where uh it's actually the moment i think the moment that upset him the most he's so much like me it's such it's very scary do you not have a kid that's exactly like you it's like actually terrifying but the yeah, moment sure where ash you've got stronger genetics than whoever your partner is yeah uh the moment where ash is like really mean to pikachu and told, tells him he doesn't want to be his friend anymore. And uh, my kid just like. <laughs> the heck, Ash? No, he was so upset. He's like, he just couldn't handle it. I'm going to cry thinking about this. Because I think that. So. When is Monster Stories? Dude. It's I mean, so good. It's, it's so funny because like I was just going to talk about my dog. And like this love that I have for my dog, Obi. And the love that I had for my dog, Skoshi. And the love that I had for my dog, Tasha. And it is just something that cannot... It's just different. It's a different kind of love and friendship, right? Because that thing loves you unconditionally. There's n- Even when you make it fight for you. <laughs> and I actually think that's why... We'll get into this when we get to video games, actually. So I'll, I'll bring that up later. Oh, I I still have one more thing about the anime that I didn't quite finish when talking about the Charizard Valley stuff. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is that I think that... I think that my kid really connects connects to Ash's relationship with Pikachu. Uh, and he wants a Pokemon partner. And so I'm sure that when he gets to this Charizard episode, it will break his heart. Because he loves Charizard. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that that episode is so hard, so real, and so raw, but what makes it so powerful is when Charizard comes back. The first of Charizard's returns I saw myself was Pokemon the the third movie, um, Spell of the Unknown Entei, when uh, Charizard sees on TV that Ash is struggling with this Pokemon, uh, that to fight fight this Entei flies all the way there and helps Ash just out in like the coolest sequence of like Pokemon battling, like I'd ever seen. Just because like they're like hopping around on all these like ice cri- or all these like crystal pillars and everything is just like such a moment. And then every time Ash comes back to help, or I mean Charizard comes back to help Ash overcome a Pokemon League or a really tough gym battle, like when Charizard shows up to help fight Claire at the end of it it's like we've come full circle let's go like it's so cool yeah 
Maxwell actually that's the movie he wants to watch next. He really because because he's seen Entei in uh in in uh Pokemon I Choose You. He really wants to watch Mystery of the Unknown. That one's a little screwed up. It's got some stakes. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. There, there's some really strange stuff going on with that one. So we've actually already covered movies a little bit. Um, and But I, I kind of want to talk about... I, I, I want to talk about the movies a little bit deeper. Um, because I actually think Pokemon, the first movie, is actually just a great film. Oh, yeah. Great morals, great music, good plot. It's all fantastic. Yeah, I, I can't even we actually watched for movie night one night maxwell wanted to watch the remake on netflix and i was furious you're like no we're not by the, no 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 no. i was totally down until brother my brother didn't happen in that sequence uh i was i was the score of pokemon the first movie I, it's unbelievable uh, the the lines the and then uh Meowth's, Meowth's monologue doesn't happen in the Netflix room like I was so mad. Uh, Meowth is such a good narrator too. He's such a good capstone on everything he does. He always brings it home. But it, it's funny because as good as Pokemon the first movie is, uh, Pokemon I choose you, Pokemon the first movie, uh, Pokemon the movie two thousand. They all those three specifically to me like are just good movies. Like I don't know that you need to even know anything about Pokemon to love any three of those movies. Oh yeah, my dad consistently walked in whenever I'd be watching Pokemon the movie two thousand as a child, right at the scene where Zapdos shows up. I, I don't know why, but that was always like 45 minutes into the movie, right when, you know, a dad's like, where's my kid? Like, you know, walks in, sees yeah. me watching it. He'd just stay the whole rest of the movie. Like, he just wouldn't leave. Like, there, he'd be transfixed. You talk about, you know, you've got Meowth narrating that. You've got Slowking narrating that. You've got the, the villain actually does a really good job in that movie expressing his intentions. You've got, um, I can't remember the girl's name, the the tribe girl that plays the plays. Oh yeah. She's so cool. She, well, she also does a good job of narrating. Like this is what the legend says. I'm like, I don't know. Just those three movies specifically. I, 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 I just think are good films and that yeah. even if you're not a Pokemon fan, you should probably watch them. What about you? Other than Pokemon. I mean, you, you have on our show notes, you owned the first three. I watched those movies so many hours as a kid. Like just, over and over and over again, so many times. You didn't own Pokemon um, Forever, man. It's the I love Pokemon Forever. I love it. Like that is a fantastic film. But no, I did not own it. Pokemon Forever is like probably the last, because the next one's the Latios, Latios, Latios movie, right? That bad guy is so dope. He's got the coolest Pokemon. Yeah, the Tyranitar and Scizor, dude. That... Oh, what a team. That guy is such a power gamer. Dude, po Pokemon Forever also has the best intro of any of the Pokemon movies. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It's it's dope. And also, I just watched I just watched a piece of that on uh, the other day for some reason. It was the part where uh, Celebi is dead. It was on TikTok. And people were like, if you didn't cry, <laughs> Nash is like trying to revive this Celebi. You don't have a soul. Uh, I mean, so you... every Pokemon game or Pokemon movie is just fantastic. I mean, I love the Latios Latias one. I love the Jirachi one. Like, I I so I watched all of them because my little brother got into Pokemon after I was kind of done, right? So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I I watched the Latios Latias one. I watched the Jirachi one. I watched uh, Lucario and the Mister Mew. I might have stopped after that one though. <laughs> all right, all right. Real question, Spencer. What's your favorite Pokemon short? Uh, that's kind of hard because like, it's hard not to say Pikachu's Vacation, because I saw it like on the big screen, and uh, I I remember my whole family went to that movie. Like it's one of like the parents dropped us off and we all watched it together. Um, Dragonair flying around as the weather clears up after that. That's a beautiful moment. 
love Dragonair. I, I also like you got to see Snubble and Meryl and like. Oh, it, oh, oh, yeah, no, that one. Not I'm thinking of a different one. I'm thinking the one at the beginning of Pokemon the movie 2000. Yeah, you're the one at the beginning of. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Vacation. Pokemon the Vacation. Uh, I did see a TikTok on this also. Apparently, I'm just on Pokemon TikTok now. And I didn't realize it. Uh, where people are freaking out because I never realized this as a kid, but apparently you've got Onyx holding the end of the rope to try and get Charizard out during that short, and Onyx is just not pulling his weight, which is <laughs> <laughs> like he's just sitting there, and you got Pikachu pulling really hard. But yeah, is is can I ask you a question? Do you think that I choose you? Did you you saw that in theaters, didn't you? No. Yeah, I really wish I had. I I thought about it when it came when it was coming out, just because like it was supposed to be you know this retelling of of a story that I already loved and stuff. But I don't know. I felt too old to do it, and I kind of regret it. So fair enough. But yeah, I love the Pokemon movies. They they tend to usually really encapsulate what's great about Pokemon. Yeah, apparently... the, the anime especially, which like is not the like the win the gym battle or not, but like can we like you know make these people's stories better? Can we bring them the happiness they want with the Pokemon they want to be with? Can we exercise the also? Oh my god, I just thought of it the the Pokemon battle that Ash has six on six at the beginning of uh, the Entei one is just like one of the best six, sure. on six battles I've ever seen in a playground. It's so cool. I actually really like the, the opening sequence to Pokemon, the first movie like yeah. when he's fighting the Dawn fan and like Dawn fans. Cool. Yeah. That, that whole sequence was sweet. Let's, yeah. let's move on from movies. Cause we've, we've talked about them for a while. I want to talk about spinoffs. And, uh, because I know your love for Pokemon spinoffs, I want to, uh, go first on this one. Uh, so the first Pokemon spinoff that I probably ever really fell in love with was Pokemon Snap. And I probably put an inappropriate number of hours as a child into Pokemon. Like, like I, I, I didn't use the internet. I figured out the entire game all by myself. Uh, and like, I can't, I can't tell you how many times that I just went somewhere and just threw an apple at every inch of the screen to try and figure out what apples did. And then pasture balls at every inch of the screen to figure out what, like, I just was obsessed with Pokemon Snap. Like I wanted to be a photographer because of that game to the point where like I straight up, my dad, my dad bought me uh, a camera it was huge for me. And then I I don't know I just remember some of the other big Pokemon spinoffs for me uh, were my friend had Hey You Pikachu and we would play that for hours even though it was impossible to play, um, and then Pokemon Stadium was just Early kind voice of voice commands, <laughs> dude it was so bad. Uh, Pokemon Puzzle League was like a huge one as well. Uh, but yeah those those were probably like my big early ones. Um, I actually didn't, I don't think I ever owned Mystery, I think, I think DX is the first Mystery Dungeon game that I owned personally. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly feel sad that I never had an N64 for, I mean, along with all the other reasons I feel sad for never owning game consoles early in my life, but like, the N64 Pokemon spinoff games, like, hold up so well. They Dude, are po all such beloved classics. Too. Pokemon Snap is literally 12 feet away from me inside of an N64 right now. Yeah, and I cannot wait for Pokemon Snap 2. It's going to be so cool. Dude, I can't wait either. Except it's really Pokemon Snap 3 because uh, Sun and Moon, am I right? No, you're not right. <laughs> you're not right. However, there was a really fun conversation about this in one of my group chats. When the game got announced, I was texting uh, some of my friends and... Uh, I was, I like was so hyped for it and Mason was so hyped for it. And then <laughs> Matt Kling was like augmented po Pokemon snap in real life win. And I was, and then Michael Hinderocker was like, they already have that. It's called Pokemon go. You just take a screenshot of your phone. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, but like the gay, but like 
You know what I mean? And I was like, no, bro. There's literally Reddits where you post Pokemon Snap, where you post Pokemon yeah. Go screenshots, and people score them. Like that's a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pokemon Snap is like something special in and of itself. There's like, I, I cannot wait to play a new Pokemon Smash. Did, did, did you get to play, uh, did you get to play the Pokemon Stadium games at all? No, I played the Pokemon Coliseum games. Okay. A lot of the kid, cause I spent a lot of time over with, the, uh, GameCube games, but okay. Stadium the, and Revolutions were both very different than the Coliseum games was my experience. Yeah, the the I and actually I found the mini the, games are where it's at. Yeah, the mini games were great, and also the challenges were like you had, uh, you know, you had to you had to beat four trainers. I don't remember what the exact specifics were, but it was like, all right, now you've got to beat these dark this dark these dark trainers. Now you've got to beat these metal trainers and stuff like that. Those were really fun and like really helped you, I think, learn Pokemon strategy a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um... But obviously, my love for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is something I've made very well known during my whole time making this podcast. Uh, great plots, awesome gameplay. I don't care IGN. Maybe learn how to play 40 hours of a game before reviewing it. You know, um, it, I, I don't understand the hate of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Oh, it's literally that the like first three people to publish reviews of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon played it for like five hours and were like, "I don't get the game loop." Yeah, the uh, I just picked up DX again. I've been I've been playing it a lot the last like three weeks, mm -hmm. and it it is it's everything, man. Have you gotten through the main story yet? Uh, no, I don't. I don't play any video game enough right now to completed that fast but yeah i i usually have like an hour or two a night to do video games yeah so it's and that's not every night that's like nights where my wife wants to go to bed early kind of stuff yeah yeah um but love me the pokemon mystery Engine games but the real pokemon video game spinoff i want to talk about does bring us into our next category spencer because it's so good. Oh my gosh, it actually is. Isn't it? We, Isn't it just so, so good? So hold on. It is it I cannot believe I didn't say this during mine. Okay. So, the best Pokémon spin-off game and it is not even a little bit close is the original, not the second one, Pokémon TCG Game Boy Color game. Oh yeah. Like it, it and we say this as Mason was literally on the show and pulled out his his Game Boy and showed us that he had it. Like it it has an amazing story, not amazing, but like for passable, passable yeah passable we'll story. Like his story is surprising to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the The card acquisition system is actually not that bad, especially with like if you played like the Yu Gi Oh game. It makes free to play TCG games look so bad. Oh, it really does. Uh, yeah, that game is so good. But mostly this is on the strength of two things, I believe, that are true about the Pokemon TCG. First, it's a really good game. Yes. Second, less than 10% of all people have ever owned Pokemon cards has have ever played a, popper, plop, a proper game of the Pokemon TCG. That's the real problem here, and that's what this game does such an excellent job to solve. Oh, I mean, it teaches you the, the game so well. Teaches it's... you the game, lets you play the game. That's great. One like being able to single player play Pokemon TCG is amazing because, I kid you not, it was so hard for me as a kid who actually knew how to play the game, actually knew how to build a deck, to find opponents that wanted to play a game of Pokemon TCG. It was so such a struggle. Yeah, I I that that game. Uh... I <laughs> that's another one I, I talked to a couple I don't know when I talked about this but like I talked about how like I'll do a replay of either fire red or or leaf green and then I'll do a play of of uh ruby or sapphire or emerald every like two years or so I also yeah. do one of that game every what's other... your end game deck I don't know I I try I I don't know I'm such a try hard now it's almost always a scyther uh hitmonchan deck now Oh, that's cool. I'm a I'm a I'm a power power level of Blastoise just to be. Able so to that was what I used to almost all the time. I was a I mean I'm a ramp player in Magic, right? So obviously yeah, I'm a Blastoise yeah, yeah. player in, like I, literally I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the moment I was like, oh, play any number of energy, that seemed powerful. I'm pretty sure, literally in this deck box, is, 
Yeah, Blastoise. Yeah, buddy. Like, Love to see it. Like, I... This, uh... You know what strat I've always wanted to go back and try and run the game with? Moltres Mill. That's right. Nice token, Spencer. Nice tokens. <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to go back and try and beat that game using... So Moltres has this awesome, like... Uh, you know, mill mill cards from your opponent's deck. Uh, put cards from the top of their deck into their into their uh, discard pile. Yeah. Based on the number of fire energies on it, and I've always wanted to just like build a deck that just like abuses that. It seems like it would be so much fun, but like also really hard. That's gas. Yeah. This is so fun. I have not uh, opened this deck box in a while. I know. I miss being able to play paper trading card games with people on a regular basis. Well, it's so funny too, cause like. Like, uh, I'm like, what's the most useless thing in your house? And it's like, this thing that I bought in. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's too funny. When am I ever going to set a thing on an adventure? Just never. Just never. Anyway, <laughs> you get you got me all nostalgic and I'm like looking at these. These uh these Blastoise. I but legitimately like Blastoise that Blastoise ramp deck or I don't know what they call it in the they actually they actually had a Turbo Stoice. A Turbo Stoice deck like couple years ago. I think like three three to five years ago in when Pokemon, Pokemon Revolutions was in T C G. Or Pokemon Evolutions, like when they had a no, 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 no. It was actually before that. There was another Blast I actually have those Blastoise somewhere too. Where it was a Blastoise remake uh, that had the kind of the same ability where you could you could do stuff on it, um, and uh, I I it w I had a the Pokemon Online TCG client by the way is lit, um, and I bought I bought like a thousand booster pack codes and one of them came That's with the most important thing, listeners. If you want to get into Pokemon TCG, the thing to know is that the online client, every single physical Pokemon booster pack has a code to open a pack online in it. And for the most part, people who want physical cards are not the people who want digital cards and the other way around. And so they're very easy to get. Yeah. It's so I bought fantastic like fantastic system. I bought like a thousand of those. Um, and you can like they have QR codes, so you can just scan them in. They're pretty easy. And uh, one of the codes that I got was the uh the Blastoise Keldeon deck? Okay. So it, it, they they have not done this deck. Keldeo, you mean? Is it Keldeo? Unless you're talking about Kecleon. No, it's like the unicorn Keldeo. Anyway, uh, so like I I actually just had like, you know, a tier tier one or two Pokemon deck for a while until it rotated out, and then I switched to like this Zubat deck. So if we're going to talk about the TCG player, like I actually think that Pokemon TCG online is the best online TCG client there is. You I think said this two or three weeks ago on the Yeah, I, I think that it is better than, than MTGA. I think it's better than Hearthstone. I think it's better than, uh, I, I just think it's the best. I don't even think it's close. Like, um, now that being said, I am not a competitive Pokemon TCG player. I have played in, in tournaments. I have a winning record in Pokemon TCG tournaments. Uh, I, that's actually a fun story that I'll tell on the podcast. And if you're if you're like a Pokemon TCG player and like you think I'm talking crap, I promise I'm not. Um, but you know, I I am a a fairly competent Match at the Gathering player. Um, and so I wanted to play Pokemon, and I just showed up to a Pokemon tournament, and I was like, Hey, does somebody have a deck I could borrow? And somebody handed me mono pink, uh, and I went. <laughs> I think I think that I was th three and zero. No, I was two zero and one because we got a tie somehow. I don't remember how it happened. And then I conceded the last round because I like I didn't need the prizes and like our winner would get prizes. And then in my next tournament I went uh, two and one. So I actually have a winning record in in Pokemon tournaments, and. It is all from playing Magic the Gathering and like, you know. Isn't it, it so easy to get card advantage in Pokemon? It's TCG so crazy how many cards in... you get. Can, 
can we just talk about like how sweet it is that I get a draw? The best part of Magic the Gathering is drawing cards, and in Pokemon, oh, man, it's so you just get to do it. I <laughs> just get to do it, and oh, it's yeah. like, and every Is time it, hand size on the Pokemon TCG. Dude, uh, there's so many better uh, cards. You get Wheel of Fortune. You get so Wheel sweet. of yeah. You get Wheel of Fortune for free. Like every time I try to explain Pokemon, it's just like yeah, it's like it's it's, it's like vintage if all your creatures sucked. Yeah, so like old vintage. It's like slash Panther vintage. Yeah, it's so weird. It's not no, they're not even slash Panther good like. <laughs> Slash Panther no, has haste, awesome. man. Come on. Pokemon TCG game is so good. But but um, but I think that I think that the TCG also is just like for a TCG. I, well, I think Magic: The Gathering is the best game ever made. I I think that Pokemon TCG is like a constructed. Uh, obviously, you can't really draft. I know people play sealed of Pokemon, but it seems horrendous. Uh, no I, idea how that one works. No, uh, not at all. I won't talk to you with the time. I I think that like. The Pokemon TCG, I watched Worlds like three years in a row a while back. And, you know, some formats get a little degenerate and stuff like that. But the the game overall is just really great. You get to play with these things that you really care about. It's not that hard to care about them. Um, And it, it's, I don't know, it's really cool. I also don't think we mentioned a really important part of... Uh the Pokemon TCG as it exists right now, which is that it's foils, it's ultra rares, it's secret rares are all just amazing. Oh, this is a good opportunity. Cards look so good. This is a good opportunity. This is a good opportunity for me to sit on a high horse and say, if you are a scumbag who is buying Pokemon packs for the sole purpose of opening them for an ultra rare Charizard, throwing the rest away, you have no intention of playing with these cards, and you are making it so little kids cannot get them off the shelves, and then you are selling these cards at a premium because you know that you have that you and a bunch of other adults have monopolized the market. I hope you know I think you're a scumbag, and that you should be ashamed of yourself. I just want uh, secret hollow rare ultra rare whatever. That's awesome. I'm glad you. She's so cool. I'm glad you want that. It's good that you want that for you. I am calling out the Pokemon trading card scalpers. I don't know if you know. Do you know what's going on in the Pokemon community right now? Yeah. It it is pathetic. Uh, You should be ashamed of yourself if you're doing it. And I don't want you listening to my podcast. Spencer, do you want to hear about the most ridiculous Pokemon thing that has ever been made? Uh, is it not Hey You Pikachu? No, it's not Hey You Pikachu. What is it? It's called Magical Pokemon Journey, and it is a romance manga that I, debuted this, in this, 1997. Hold on, this is the manga that I read. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, this is like a core memory of mine. Amazing. It's I so like good. I go deep looking for this uh, yeah. last night, but this manga is excellent if you ever want to read it. But basically, it follows Pokemon trainers and like teenage Pokemon trainers in their like slice of life and romance things. It has, and they've got like things... a couple Pokemon with them, right? Oh yeah, they all like they're, they're not like battling much or like yeah, yeah. involved with that. I, but I all, read like... this. This is a core memory of mine. I am going to go and buy this manga uh, because I could not remember where this came from in my memory banks, West. But my, I like, I probably read like six of these from the library. There's weirdly one of them. It's about like it, coconut is in the title of it. That like is like minimum a hundred dollars on eBay. But. Uh, we have, we have to circle back, though, before we go into Pokemon music, because I do want to talk about that. We actually haven't mentioned one of uh, my favorite pieces of Pokemon media, um, which is Pokemon Origins. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes, that is actually just one of the <laughs> like top five pieces of Pokemon media of all time. It's so good. It I, distills everything so well. Yeah. Tell me about it, Spencer. So if you have ever wanted to spend $6 and really enjoy your life, you can actually... So Amazon has this feature where you can pay for a specific channel, right? And on the, in the Pokemon one, it's I'm not that good right now. I still pay for it. 
but they actually cut out a bunch of the the stuff that they gave other stuff to. But basically everything that doesn't have unique uh, other streaming surface, you get access to all of it. So for a while, you actually had access to all of Pokemon on there. Right now, I think you have access to the first 15 episodes of Season 1, all of Season 2, all of Season 3, all of Season... Like, everything else. But you'd never have access to Pokemon the first movie. But one of the things you do get access to is Pokemon Origins. And if you've ever played Red and Blue, you have wondered, is this Ash Ketchum? And the answer is no. Nope, not at all. It is not Ash Ketchum. Uh, it is the story of Red and Blue. And if you've ever wanted to see that story in anime form introduce you to Pokemon X and Y, this is the anime for you. I'm getting chills. It's so it's good. So cool. It is so good. I was so hyped for X and Y after watching this too. It, it is. Uh, it is the best. I, in my opinion, outside of probably Pokemon the first movie and and Pokemon I Choose You, it maybe even better than those. It is so good. Um, and it's probably because the reason I would rate it low is because I do think you need to be a Pokemon fan to really appreciate. Um, one, the music is like straight up just high fidelity music from like, it's so good. I would Uh, go back and listen to the Lavender Town one right now. I would go watch that right now because I love Lavender Town music. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is an anime of the video game with bonus content is how I would describe this. And, um, for a lot of kids, like the first time you had this type of experience was when you got to watch Gold on Toonami um, in that anime. And I think that was only two episodes or, or something. Uh, five. I... No, 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 no. I'm raising my hand because the first time I had this experience was watching the three or four episodes of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon anime. So I didn't even know that was a thing. That's great. Uh huh. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. But no, Pokemon Origins is something we haven't mentioned yet. And Pokemon, uh, uh, so in in order, my favorite Pokemon, Wes won't do this because he loves all Pokemon, but like in order, my favorite Pokemon are number one, Charizard X, number two, Greninja. And so, uh, and then probably, num- I, I, I think that Scissor is up in my top four and, and other stuff, but, uh, you know, watching Charizard X come to life and fight Mewtwo is one of the by the way, spoilers, hypest moments ever. And the music for this anime is so good. The whole anime. You should watch it. If you are a Pokemon fan and have not watched Origins, just, it's six bucks on Amazon to get the Pokemon channel. You could do it in one day. It is so good. It's an easy one-day binge. It's it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, every episode's like 12 or 13 minutes long. And the music. The music! The whole experience is just incredible. And Spencer, I will rank my top three Pokemon. Thank you very much. And I can do it easily. Is it Bulbasaur, Ivasaur, Venusaur? Because I don't know if that counts. No. Bulbasaur, Mamoswine, Espeon, baby. <laughs> my kid got a... Uh, got one of my... He has he has one of my favorite evolutions now. My, my kid's first Pokemon he ever got was a stuffed Eevee. And he loves it. He loves it. Let's actually talk about music as we wrap up. Um, this was a big conversation before the episode started, but uh, I have a few things to shout out. The, I think it's the I Choose You CD. It's classic. It's not that. What no, is? Like, it, it's a classic, but yeah. What is the CD called? taking too long worry about it off air that's okay no no i I mean i want to call it out it is called it is oh it is tba 2ba because it's the 2ba master album yeah yeah, yeah. dude snap that off i remember my friends getting i had two friends that got the cd and then i burned it uh the yeah because we (laughs) you zennials you have no idea uh, hey, we had a new, we had a new burning of it, which was just downloading, just downloading it off the iTunes. internet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just gonna read this. We've got the full, the full Pokemon theme song. Listen, I'm not a fan of Jason Page's voice. 
but you get the full theme song. Uh, you've got To Be a Master. you got Viridian City. Jason Page actually does a great job on that one. Uh, what kind of Pokemon are you? My Best Friend. Ooh, great song. Uh, everything Changes, not as great. The Time Has Come, Pikachu's Goodbye, makes you cry, let's go. Pokemon Dance Mix, and then Double Trouble. The, my son asked for this song on repeat for weeks. For weeks. Together Forever, Total Bop, the entire Poker Rap. Th this CD was lit. And Pokemon Music, I'm just going to say it. Pokemon Music is great. It, it like The Pokemon theme songs, like... Anime theme songs are already good, but Pokemon music, you've got Born to be a Winner, you've got the, the original Pokemon theme song, you've got Pokemon World, you've got uh, a, a New World, like, the whole thing. Pokemon music, I mean, even in the games, like, holy crap. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, Pokemon video game music that will forever stay in my head. Um, I probably the battle music for Pokemon that's like most of my head is Gen Three Ruby Sapphires, which is like super classic. Um, I love the Viridian Forest theme. I would die, literally die, to be able to play the uh, Lavender Town theme song because it is just the most discordant, creepy thing I've ever heard. Um, the Gold and Silver biking song is like. Stuck in my head forever, especially the Heart Gold Soul Silver version of it. Um, Pokemon video game—I mean, video game music has this special quality to it, where like it's this like background through these incredible memories and moments, and like in aggregate becomes incredibly important to you, even though you almost never notice it as you're doing it. But Pokemon video game music for me is especially important, and it's just so much fun. I I think that. Um, man, I'm like hearing all of it right now. That's so weird. Like I'm like hearing. Yeah. Also, now I'm also seeing Ash doing that in the anime where he's doing the song and Misty's standing behind him. Oh man, Pokemon music is, it's something else. West. If there, if somebody got all the way through this episode, for some reason, and is not a Pokemon fan, what do you, what do you, what would you say to them to like get them, like how, how should they jump in? How should you jump in? Anywhere. Find, find something that you enjoy. Um, I'd say that the, the things that like provide like the best base level, like jump right in, get this experience, enjoy it get a little bit of the nostalgia, get a little bit of the of what's new in the game and modern. Pokemon XY is probably the best game to jump into in the modern era. That would be my recommendation too. Um, because it has a little old, little new. It's really good, has lots to offer, is a lot of lot of game time. You know um, what? You know what, West? I actually have an idea. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, or subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment on this episode. And I will give away a copy of Pokemon X and Y and a Nintendo DS to my favorite. Hot diggity. I, I, actually think, I actually think that Pokemon XY is the perfect entry point into Pokemon uh, I think that it is, if you have, if you've gotten through this podcast, you got to this point, um, you know, leave a comment, leave a review, uh, wh whichever one, I'll, I'll look at them in one month from today, which is three, nine and, uh, I'll reach out. Four, but nine, four, nine. I'm I, today is three, nine. Yeah. Today is three, nine. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And I'll even do it a month after publish, which is, it's just probably later this week, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to give out a 3DS and XY to somebody because I, I think, especially if somebody hasn't played it or, or stuff like that, but I think that Pokemon is this... I mean, there's a reason is the most successful franchise to ever exist. And we haven't even mentioned that in in this conversation. Uh, I also have ears, but he also have tail, and he do Thundershock. 
Yeah. That's the reason why everyone, by the yeah. way, if you, if you didn't know, it's Pikachu. Yeah. It's it, it's true. Think of all the, like, could-have-beens in Pokemon. Like, the Clefairy could have been the mascot. Like, the way that, like, have you seen, like, the really early conceptions of the starters? Like, the, like, really, like, like weird and willowy, like, Bulbasaur one? or The Kangas like... Kong Kong one will always bug me. Like, forever, I will always be bugged by the Kangas Kong evolution tree. Our world could have been so different. Just better. It could have just been better. Just why? Why did our why? Why does Marowak not evolve into King's Con West? I don't know. Sadder <laughs> if like a King's Con had died in the story. Why does it need to be like the the Marowak can still die and be the mom of a Cubone without it having evolved into King's Con? Yeah, but then you don't get cool moments of like the Cubone be Cubone being. That's so much worse. Stop! It's already sad. It's already sad. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You can find me at Spencer Thirteen H. You can find West at East underscore Monotone. Like, subscribe, and review to win a DS. Well, technically a three DS. Yeah. And and, and copy of Pokemon X or Y. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, so much. I love Pokemon. And uh, goodbye. I'm going to stop recording. That's fine.